Hello everyone, welcome to Mind-Blowing Health and Wellness of Violet, Pat Chat Edition. I'm Violet. And I'm Pat. We make these videos to really bring the best and sometimes the worst of the internet to your um, eyes so that you can make better decisions about keto, low-carb, healthy lifestyle. And just generally making sure that the good information gets through while we kind of filter out <laughs> the stuff that we shouldn't be paying attention to. You want to let us know what we uh, have yeah. on the docket for today? This week, uh, we're actually back to basic. We're doing a Keto 101 little chat. A real, a real Keto 101? A real Keto 101, okay, like cool. back to basics. Like how, okay. how, how should we do Keto if we're not there yet? Or maybe if we want to go back to the basics of You know keto. what's cool about that? I'm just going to say, so. what's cool about that is that sometimes it's really good to remind yourself like mm. what the goal of what you're doing is. So this might be a cool way of mm -hmm. just refreshing people's memory, right? Like why we do the things we do and the healthy benefits it gives us. Okay. So I like this. So, okay, cool. So, so just maybe first thing, what's a keto, what's a ketogenic diet? What's a ketogenic lifestyle? So, I mean, honestly, a ketogenic go. diet slash lifestyle, because I think you should always walk into this thinking lifestyle because what's good today is good forever. And what it is very basic, taking the sugar, so carbohydrates that you eat in your day down to 20 grams or less each day. That's it. That's the basic principle of doing keto. Okay. The amount of protein that you eat, whatever you were eating before you started keto, theoretically, unless you are under eating your protein, should remain the amount of um, protein that you're eating while you're doing keto. And the fat that you're eating should be whatever fat comes along with the meat that you're eating. So basically, that's what it should look like. Hmm. Now, there's a little bit of fat information that we're going to give you in a bit, but I want to hear where they go yeah. next. Not to be like confused with all the articles that says that the keto diet is a high fat, low carb. It's not a high fat. You don't no, you're eating the fat. need to yeah. add fat to your... You're eating the fat that comes along with the meat that yeah. you're eating. And I'll even take it a step further. A lot of keto articles mm -hmm. talk about 5%, that you have to have 5% uh, carb so intake. Carb, yeah. I don't agree with that because depending on how much energy you end up eating, mm -hmm. that 20 grams of carbs can end up being 25, 30, right? 40, right? Yeah. So we're for what we understood from talking to the doctors that we've spoken to, because your body can only manage to have five grams of sugar in the blood at any particular point in time. So right now, as we sit here, five grams of carbs in my blood, approximately five grams of carbs in his blood, mm -hmm. because our body needs to keep it that stable. Going more than 20 grams puts you in a situation where your body is less likely to be able to manage. Okay. And what the, what's actually, what the, actual... and I don't even pay attention to the percentage okay. or the grams of protein, grams of fat. You're going to mm. see why, but as we go forward. Okay. P, and what's the, what's the end goal of a keto lifestyle? Better what? health. Better health, but like, no, my question was more <laughs> like physically what's happening in our body <laughs> that makes it that we're like, Living a, ke a ketogenic lifestyle. Okay, so uh, you're talking about ketosis? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more so basically, that, okay. when mm. you eat less than 20 grams of carbs, the average person will get into a state called ketosis. And all ketosis really means is that because my body isn't focusing so much of its energy trying to shuttle uh, carbohydrates out of my blood into fat, because that's where they go, by the way. Mm. My body is actually able then to use the fat 
that I'm eating and the fat on my body as energy. And when you, when your body metabolizes eaten fat or body fat, it turns into ketones. So we can fuel our body with carbohydrates or we can fuel our body with ketones. Um, they're both valid forms of energy. And as a matter of fact, ketones are a more efficient form of energy for the body. So we perform better when we fuel ourselves with ketones. The only reason that we tend to fuel ourselves with carbohydrates is because we eat so many of them. Mm. Our body spends so much time uh, using them for energy to get them out of the system and shuttling them off into fat to get them out of the system. And needless to say that yeah, they're more blood. addictive too. So like we naturally tend to prefer them over, uh, over ketones. So, yes, like... because yeah, as you said, they are addictive. So what does that mean to be addictive? When you eat sugar, so, and I'm sure many of you will have noticed this physiological reaction. So if you eat sugar, there's a euphoric feeling that you get. And it's two things. It's a dopamine rush that you get. And there is an endorphin rush that you get. So when that happens, um, well, it feels good. But then your body also does this thing where it shuttles all that stuff away, right? Because it's dangerous to have it floating around your blood. Yeah. And then... So and if, if you don't you agree kind with of that, cycle through. If you don't agree with that, just think about your cookies and glass of milk before going to bed. That's like a little bit what we were trying to to explain. Like there, like you kind of feel good, you find you you feel more relaxed, and you go to bed. Isn't that the the idea a little bit like with the cookies and glass of milk before going to bed? I thought I no, I no? didn't. I didn't know that. I, I would have thought it was more because you eat junk before you go to bed because that's just people's habit. But okay, maybe there's I, always I, that feel good. Uh... I never did it, so yeah, I wouldn't okay. know. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So different types of keto diets. Uh, I have like actually four, four types okay. documented here. The standard ketogenic diet that we all know, like the, the 20 grams, but here they go with like percentages, but like I agree with you, if you're on a, a 3000 calorie per day diet, then 5% is going to be too much, too much, um, too much carbs. So 20 grams of, or, or less. The cyclical keto diet, uh, this diet involves periods of higher carb feeds. We've heard about that. We're like kind of like not in ag agreement with that, but like, um, for example, five ketogenic days followed by two high carb days. This is kind of probably the worst situation because you constantly get, you probably don't even get back into ketosis with two you full days you would never of, have been in keto if that's what of, you're doing of, of, of carbs. Yeah. So that's it takes, not even... So let's just look at it. Like it takes about four four days to a week for the average person to first get into keto so so if you did five days two five, days two, five, five days, days two, like you you probably never actually never got fully in. into keto mm. so yeah you're and and the other thing i'm going to are going to guess is that you're going to be living this is probably where this idea flu. of keto flu lasting forever yeah, comes from probably yeah. because you're because you're not allowing yourself to get into ketosis every time so think alcoholic he goes five days without drinking do you think he's now no longer an alcoholic of course he still is so then he drinks for two days what's mm. gonna happen he's not gonna drink one drink no no he gets drunk. right uh, exactly like with the, that example he, he definitely exactly gets drunk. and then what's gonna happen yeah. you're gonna go back through that four four to five days of detoxing yeah. he's gonna feel like horrible so right. it, it, it makes sense when you hear people talking about yeah. doing like having keto flu for weeks and weeks is because you never got you're not actually yeah. allowing yourself to get into ketosis so don't do that so please don't do that. <laughs> uh, there's another one, targeted ketogenic diet. So this diet allows you to add carbs around workouts. So for probably more like a, 
uh, gym books and like uh, that that people that what are that in mean? the gym. So, but it wouldn't work out to be the like, same thing. How many days a week do you go to the gym? Yeah, I, I don't like like I said like I don't have a lot of details. It's just like a. a, a but I'm kind just pointing of, out uh, that the average gym so. buff goes to the gym about three to four times a week. So if three to four times a week, I'm adding carbs around your workout around my work, but that post workout. But doesn't that mean so I might. I'm either staying under 20 or I'm not. Yeah. If I'm adding carbs around my workouts, it kind of implies that you're going over your 20 Mm -hmm. and you're back to that situation where you're never actually allowing yourself to get into ketosis. So again, I would be very skeptical of that. Don't do that either. Uh, And the last one, one, the last one actually was kind of, I did find interesting. Uh, This is like, it's a high protein keto diet. So similar to the standard, but you raise your your protein. So you lower your fat, you raise your protein, but you lose your energy source. That's what you're going to say. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Didn't want to to scoop you. Okay. So yeah, you, if you, if you, if you raise your protein, like it's interesting to me because it depends on what they're doing there. But I would my other my mm. other concern would be if I'm overeating pro so overeating protein, which just sounds like a weird thing to say, but like if I'm well, you're not over. Oh, sorry, you're not over overeating it. You you take like your your pie. You just like shifts fat toward protein uh, shifts yeah, are they actually saying you eat less fat you, you eat less fat yeah yeah no you, like not. the ratio the ratio would be 60 percent fat 35 percent protein and five carbs compared to 75 25. so basically okay. you take 10 percent okay. uh, i don't i don't think that that's pretty... going to be horrible i don't know what the value would be in doing that but well, i don't about... think it's going to be horrible no I, I i could see that working mm. still well, because about... you still have so much fat yeah, that's the thing. Uh, what about like if you're in ketosis and feel like you you have uh, weight to lose and you have a good amount of fat stored in you? Would that help burning off fat faster? I, the thing that I don't understand is why just, would you need to add more protein? Like there's a certain amount of protein oh, could, that uh, your body needs to be able to do what it needs to do. And okay. that's based on how much lean muscle mass you have. So why would you overindulge the protein? That's the part that I don't understand. It's like basically a ketogenic lifestyle is supposed to be about being healthy. Mm. And so that if I'm eating what's healthy, then the amount of protein, again, whether when I was doing the standard American diet, standard Canadian diet, I should have been eating the right amount of protein for my body. Mm. So when I start to do keto, I should still be doing the same thing. So, I mean, at the end of the day, do I think it's going to make a big difference? No. Do I think it's going to slow down your weight loss? Yes. Because you're still overeating protein, which is still an energy source that's like, that's not energy source, sorry. But it still has energy attached to it that you're ingesting that you didn't need. So, but I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Okay. Anyway, the, 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 the only, I think. You know, the another, I'm just going to point out something. The other way that you could do that is rather than increasing the protein amount, you could just decrease the fat amount that you're eating. And then your protein percentage would be higher since they're using percentages there. Yeah. Right? But I mean, like, do I think it's necessary? But the the good thing is that they are, like, at the end of every section, there's a little summary. The standard version is the most researched and most recommended. Like, we agree with that. Okay, Like, we don't, yeah. We don't go so keto keto diets one, one of the main effect of the keto diet is losing weight but i think it's pretty no. clear by now that like you, you one of you the don't. most important effects yeah. you're ever going to get from doing keto is your body is going to feel amazing yeah. are you going to lose weight yeah. yeah but your body you know my body felt so great before i like lost all the weight it was unreal like mm. like i lost all the weight after five months but my body felt amazing after two mm-hmm. 
And it's the improvements have continued, by the way, because I'm a year and a half. Oh, well, more than that, you know. No, oh, April, yeah. April. Oh, okay. So I'm a year and a half in. <clears throat> and I can say very clearly that I'm still seeing that my body feels better and better and better. So, like, can I compare, like, to last month to this month? That I, I'm still getting gains, right? So... No, I think the best thing that happens on mm. sure you lose weight, yeah. but you know what? But like, you're you're getting healthier, and not <laughs> only that, you're 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 eating better quality food, mm -hmm. yeah. so you're actually building a better quality body, and that's the part that I feel like people don't recognize. Like considering that our body, you know, rebuilds, they believe in like mm. a seven year period. Like I've already for a year and a half been eating better quality food, rebuilding this mm. for a year and a half. Of course, I feel better. Right. And I mean, heaven only knows how I'm going to feel five and a half years from now. Mm. Right. Like all of that matters. Yeah. So just in regard to lose weight and, and I, what I do like in this article, there's a bunch of reference and uh, and research like attached to it. Uh, very, very like um, short, short facts. So in regard to lose to uh, weight loss, research shows that the, keto the ketogenic diet is far superior to the often recommended low fat diet. So we I think we demonstrated that uh, in, in, in you in your video in us in the patch up. What's more, the diet is so filling that you can lose weight without counting calories or tracking your food intake. Tracking in the beginning, I think it's a good thing. But like calories, like you all you always say that it's not important. And I do think tracking is important just because it's so hard to know when you like how much carbohydrate there is in asparagus, for example, mm. or how much carbohydrate there is in broccoli. I feel like in the beginning, just weighing your food, weigh your food, mm. not not just put it by cups, weigh your food so you know how much you've eaten. And then it'll help you to know, like when you put something on your plate, how much grams of carbs are in it. Eventually, over time, you get to be able to like know just by you're making your plate, you know how much you're putting on the plate. Mm. But it takes time in the beginning to remember asparagus versus how many spears of asparagus can I have versus how much broccoli can I have versus how much cabbage can I have. Mm. It takes time to learn what the number yeah. is. And by the way, it's a lot. It really is. So it's yeah. nice, right? But you have to, you, I would still suggest people to weigh. Another study found that people on the keto diet lost three times more weight than those on the diet recommended by Diabetes UK. So even like those health Organ, organ, organisms well, that, that recommend the uh, diets for diabetes. Even us, like if you go, uh, my, my problem was high blood pressure and there's, uh, I don't remember, I have a, a memory blank, like there's a specific diet for high blood pressure people and it's based on whole grain and, and well, reducing it's a low, salt. It's a, low, and, it's a low fat diet. It's a low fat diet. But so, so is the diabetes. So, UK yeah. was, was a low fat. I don't know if they changed it recently. Yeah. But, and, uh, but I think, I think most of the organizations were, endorsing what the government was saying to endorse mm -hmm. uh last last so bottom line a ketogenic diet can help you lose much more weight than a low fat diet and this happens without being hungry i think the other thing that. that's important to recognize is not only that it happens without you being hungry but it's also sustainable yeah like yeah. i feel i feel like in the course of doing your ketogenic lifestyle you learn um, what vegetables you love, you learn what meats you right. like and how you want to cook them. And you start to get a repertoire of meals that you're making. Yeah. And I feel like for the people who actually focus on getting a repertoire of meals that they're making and focus on real whole foods, when they've gotten to their, their good weight, they can continue forward. And just with right. very minor modifications, live a life 
where they're no longer struggling with weight. Like I'm already a year and a half in and I lost, I lost all the weight I needed to lose after five months. So that's a year and a month already that I've been at goal. And, and rebuilding, basically, like focusing on other stuff yeah, and then, focusing, then weight loss. Yeah, like, well, so. being able to focus on, like, making sure that, first of all, I, I keep eating healthy, mm -hmm. but also, you know, I still, every once in a while, no, try your to body, get to... Your body is focusing on other stuff now. Like, yeah, of course, like, yes. yes that, that that's, a, that's the cool thing, eh? When you, like, a lot of people get um, frustrated when they get a stall, not realizing that sometimes the stall, so you maybe still have more weight to lose, but you're stopped weight losing, and... Sometimes they don't, a lot of the time, a stall is your body doing other things that are much more important. In my case, getting to goal, all the improvements that I felt in my body since then has been my body rebuilding hmm. and repairing. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna find the link and maybe you can point it, uh, put it in the in the comments below because you were just talking about meal in this article. There's they have actually a, a whole week of of meals at, at three meals a day that. That, like that you can use as an example and a starting point for the keto giant maybe we can just review a few uh, after but like maybe you want to put the link um i'm always hesitant to point people towards other people's meals because i feel like it's lazy like i if you're gonna succeed at something you need to put some kind of effort into it and if you're mm. trying to tell me that you can't go to your kitchen grab some meat grab some vegetables that you know you already eat and put something together and say hmm do i like this yes or no Maybe do some okay. research. Like I, I'm, I'm, and I'm not trying to be mean. I feel like everything in life that you get that's valuable, you put some kind of effort into it. That's why I never tell you guys what I eat because it doesn't matter. It matters what you decide to eat and the energy and effort that you put towards your meals. If you're looking for me to tell you what to eat, are you really taking this seriously? That's the problem I have mm -hmm. with that. Okay. I want you to take it seriously. I want you mm -hmm. to prioritize. Get in your phone or get in your... And say, I like this vegetable. What kind of recipe can I find that respects what I'm trying to do? Or go to the store, grab some, some, some seasonings that don't have sugar in them and try some stuff at home. Mm -hmm. Right? You need to put some effort into this if you're going to be successful. It can't just be following Tom. Or following Mary, hmm. <laughs> right? You need to put some effort into it. You need to own it. Okay. Okay. What about diabetes? So just like a stat that I did find interesting, addition additionally, like in a study, 95% of the keto group compared to another like uh, base group were able to stop or reduce diabetes medication. What can you yeah, tell absolutely. us about? Like, so what happens when you diabetes. do a ketogenic lifestyle is that your carbohydrate intake dramatically comes down diabetes is a situation where your body has become problematic in its insulin use so basically what that means is that we we become resistant to things that's in our system for too long so this the um condition of hyperinsulinemia which is also known as insulin resistance is produced now why that's problematic is that so think about it like alcohol if I've never drank alcohol before and I have a glass of wine, the possibility that I become tipsy, very likely. But if I start having a glass of wine every day, the possibility that I become tipsy, much less likely. Mm -hmm. So then I need two glasses to become tipsy and then I need three glasses to become tipsy and then I need four. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with insulin. When you eat a lot of carbohydrates, 
your body has a lot of insulin in the system. But then all of a sudden, what, not all of a sudden, but over time, what happens is that you need more insulin to get the same reduction. So that five grams that your body's trying to keep, you need more and more and more. Now, part of this is because storage-wise, mm. we, we end up getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So we're, it's, 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 it's so basically obvious. Basically, insulin, maybe just remind our people, the insulin is the hormone. Store hormone that the, stores. That stores like the. Your carbohydrates as fat. In the fat storage. Yeah. So if you are constantly allowing yourself to eat a lot of carbohydrates, yes, you become insulin resistant. Mm -hmm. And then if you become insulin resistant, at some point, your body gets to the, the top, the max. It can no longer put the sh sugar away into fat storage, partially because your fat storage is full. Yeah. And partially because the insulin has reached its max and it's just not functional anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? And what do uh, Americans, um, Americans, doctors, I would say probably like... Well, most doctors are going to give you, you a medication. <laughs> so they're going to, yeah. they give you a medication yeah. that forces the body to again, be able to make a bit more insulin or, and, or to store away as fat. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. There's different medications that do different things. Okay. And then eventually they will actually start giving you insulin, insulin. to inject. Which again will just force your body to store more away. So store more fat. and become become fatter, become bigger. Become, oh, yeah. like, all the medications, like, all the medications cause you to become why, fatter. That's why yeah, the, the diabetes medication cause like weight gains. Yeah, but the so, thing is, is that when you do a ketogenic lifestyle, because you have less carbohydrates coming in, your insulin sensitivity resumes, hmm. and so over time, over time, over time. Um, you're able to eventually get off the medication because yeah. you've eaten so few carbs that your body's able to manage the carbs that you're actually eating appropriately. Mm. Okay, so you just like stole my, my my bottom line. The keto diet can boost insulin sensitivity, which is yeah, which you just said, and cause fat loss, leading to significant health benefits for people with type 2 diabetes or pre pre diabetes. So, like you increase your uh, insulin sensitivity. Uh, other health benefits of keto improve risk factors um, for heart disease. Well, of so, course, if you don't have carbohydrates um, ruining your arteries, yeah, you should do yeah. better, right? I mean, like, there's so many things that we know yeah. carbohydrates affect mm -hmm. that, for some reason, don't get spoken about. Uh, not sure why, yeah. but yes. And and having less weight to carry around is a good thing. More muscle, yeah. more like so, uh, cancer. Well, the interesting thing about cancer, and it's kind of a, it's an interesting side effect, because what happens is when your body isn't constantly processing food, because that's the other thing that happens. When you eat a lot of carbs, you eat more often because carbohydrates need to be put away. You had that dopamine hit, right? I told, I talked about earlier, you, when you eat carbs, it's addictive because of that dopamine hit. And so when your body puts the sugar away, but you had that hit, your brain says, eat more carbs. So then you go and you eat more. So you're constantly eating. And if I'm constantly eating, like my parasympathetic, I believe it is. So if you have the parasympathetic and the sympathetic system. Mm -hmm. And like when one is on, the other one cannot be on. And so if my body is processing food, then my body cannot be processing cleanup. Right? And so this is part of the problem. When we are overeating, the cancer cells actually get the chance to proliferate. Mm -hmm. But when we're not overeating, because we're eating a keto lifestyle, and most people who live with keto lifestyle realize that you go from eating three to four times a day to eating two to one time a day. And so that's more time that your body can actually go in and find the cancer cells 
um, the dying cells, the like all the cells that could be recycled or need to be broken down and just eliminated in your out of your system, it can do that. So cancer cells actually end up getting gobbled up hmm. um, by macrophages. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm and also in the brain, just mm -hmm. to point that out. There's not a called a macrophage in the brain. I can't remember the name of it, okay. but there are as there would actually be cleanup in the brain as well. Oh yeah, they, they actually talk about that here. Uh, so Alzheimer's disease, um, Parkinson, epilepsy. Actually, the the diet was like um, put in place to reduce seizures in um, in kids. For epilepsy. Yeah, for epilepsy. Mm -hmm. uh, so Alzheimer, I say uh, brain injuries. You just like mentioned it. Uh, Parkinson, um, polycystic ovary syndrome. Mm -hmm. uh, we already like covered this covered this I just past, point out yeah that it's interesting to me that the original diet was put in place because they figured out that eating uh more fat helped children to have fewer epileptic seizures but yet we keep trying to argue that the brain works better on carbs, on carbs yeah i i just i find that entertaining mm -hmm. that we as a society can't or as intelligent people i'll say as intelligent people mm -hmm. couldn't put that link together no, I think we did. We just probably don't want to. No, we still come with this line that oh, the brain only uses yeah, sugar. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's not true. And the one that I, the, the last one I do find interesting is acne. We we covered like in a past video like uh, keto and teens, but lowering processed carbs and and stuff can help like your your teens with the acne. Okay, foods to avoid. Okay, but my the bottom line: a keto diet may provide many health benefits, especially with metabolic, neurologic, and insulin-related diseases. So, so that that's the the, the health benefits in regard to that. Um, foods to avoid. Okay. So, any food that that is high in carbs should be limited. A uh, list of food to be reduced, like and and, and actually even like uh, eliminated from your diet. So, sugary foods. Basically, soda, fruit juice, smoothies, cake, ice cream, everything. So basically, that has a ton anything of sugar. that's coming in a package mm, yeah. should be avoided. Yeah, a pack, a very colorful package. Yeah. On top of that, any, but any packaged food, really, you should yeah. you should be taking that out of your life. You should be aiming at whole foods. Yeah, fruits. Why fruits? Fruits are a problem for your. First of all, they're high in, in sugar, so they're sweet. But mm. people will say, "Oh, but the fiber counteracts." Okay, okay. The other problem that I have with fruit is that it is going to attack your liver. Fructose is only metabolized by your liver. There are a lot of people that have what's called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And it's because of all the fruits that people eat. And you okay. know that you have a liver issue brewing if you have a distended stomach, right? Your stomach should be flat. If it's not, there's a problem there. Is that really that basic? If your stomach isn't flat, there's a problem there so it's everybody right it's not because you have just a little stomach there's no no if your stomach isn't flat yeah. there's a there's a liver something brewing yeah. i feel like people try to ignore this because well it's just easier to ignore mm. but it doesn't change the fact yeah. that it's not healthy but do your search on visceral fat basically that's what you you were going to uh, so you have a lot of fat around your internal like organs, organs. it's very dangerous like yeah so you want to Isn't that, that? Actually, there are multiple doctors that say if you want to talk about your health, your waist to height ratio being 50% is super important, mm. right? Because they say that if your waist to height ratio is not 50%, you are at higher risk of 
all kinds of metabolic issues. And I'm not going to go through this right now because I can't mm. remember them all, but I know heart yeah. attack was one of them. And so you, you, it's really that important. Beans or legumes, uh, starchy, so iron carbs, you want to avoid those. Uh, root vegetables like yeah. potatoes, sweet potatoes, carrots. Okay, so no, we avoid uh, we avoid that uh, low fat or diet products, of course. Huh? In everything, low fat mean high sugar. That's true with like even things that seems healthy, like yogurt. You have a low fat yogurt. You look at the carb content; it's super high. So careful with that. Uh, low fat uh, dressing, mayonnaise, often high in sugar. So be careful with that. Some condiments or sauces, so like barbecue sauce, be careful with that. Uh, unhealthy fat. So the unhealthy fats, we're talking yeah. about things that are man-made. So margarine, canola mm. oil, uh, vegetable oils, they never come from vegetables. Mm. All the man-made oils, um, you should really avoid. You should be using things like lard, uh, bacon, fat, if you can, if you do save it, um, butter. Uh, and then we have avocado, olive, and coconut oil. Just be careful that you don't heat your olive oil. A lot of people mm. don't realize that you shouldn't be heating, like cooking with olive oil. Oh. That's something that you should be using cold. Mm. Any oil that you find that you can see on the package, it was it can be taken cold pressed, is likely a, a good oil. Mm. But you still have to do your research because some oils, even though they they naturally can be cold pressed, can become rancid. Like for example, peanut oil goes rancid really fast. So you still have to be careful. Okay. Uh, alcohol uh, for sure like especially <laughs> beer and and there's like the sweet drink i know you can once in a while uh, go go with a, a glass of alcohol but like you go with the hard liquor wine white wine we okay, do so check that That's the issue kinda... with alcohol is it's always coming back to what's your body ah, doing right yeah. alcohol is a toxin the same way that we've now figured out excessive carbohydrates a are a toxin so your body always prioritizes getting rid of the thing that's harmful first. That's why it goes for the carbs first. You eat a meal and it's grabbing those carbs and trying to get them out because that's the thing that's going to kill you. Well, guess what? If you eat a meal alongside a glass of alcohol, now what your body is doing is prioritizing getting the alcohol out of your system, followed by getting the carbohydrates out of your system, followed by managing the protein and fats. So here's what's interesting to me in that. If I'm drinking alcohol with a meal, I'm allowing the carbohydrates to stay in my blood longer than they need to be. I do think that a lot of the problem that we have today is because because we don't know these bits of information, we first of all, we overeat carbs. But mm -hmm. not only that, we overeat carbs alongside alcohol, allowing them to damage our internals for longer mm -hmm. than they even needed to. Maybe I'm eating a really good meal, like in terms of like low carb lowish carb content mm. but i still did it with alcohol i'm still going to be messing myself up longer than i needed to and alcohol is longer to process in your body too i think it i'm not sure if it's longer to process okay. i guess it would depend also how much well, you add yeah maybe but the thing is it, is, it has to be done first yeah right so in the same mm. and i'll just add to that if you do cocaine alcohol like like yeah. the cocaine is going to be processed first. the more damaging the substance is the more it's going to be processed in advance so First the cocaine, then the alcohol, then, right? It's going to go in order. Okay. So please, just try your best to eat. If you're going to drink, do it away from the food. 
Uh, and the sugar-free diet, I like this one, sugar-free diet foods, um, basically like it, it often come in package and all the keto-friendly food, they have sugar alcohol and, and it's not like sure, like it, I think it's been showed even that like they can affect your ketone levels, like the sugar alcohols. So sugar they alcohols, your insulin, no? sugar alcohols are sugars mm. with an alcohol, like a, an alcohol molecule on them. And what happens in the body? Your body cleaves off the alcohol. And you still have the sugar uh, floating. Okay, and especially so. when you talk about things like maltitol and there's some of them, maltodextrin, I think it is called. There's some of them that are really, really like fast affecting us. Hmm. Some of them slower, hmm. but they, 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 it's not like they're inert, right? Yeah. And, and even the, the stuff that's inert. So the stuff that our body cannot metabolize like fructose, it hmm. still affects our liver. So this idea that I can eat some substance and I'm going to get the sweet taste, but it's going to have no effect on it's not That's reality, yeah. right? Like every, our body has to do something with everything we allow in. It, there's, there's no, there's no get out of jail free card here. Mm -hmm. Everything that you ingest, your body has to do something with it. So I just encourage people to be conscious of that. Good news is these food are like often like highly processed food and you want to avoid they're easy to avoid they're easy to they're avoid, easy to if avoid. You, just, you don't need the bars just and this, avoid the, the highly processed food. yeah you don't you don't need them again anything in a package don't yeah. need it <laughs> okay so what about the food to, to eat now the food to eat now uh meat obviously meat so red meat steak ham sausage bacon chicken turkey pork like i don't know either there's no i honestly there, feel like, like if any meat that you like eating you should be able to eat it's and, more about how you cook it. Yeah. Right. Prefer, so, oh. I mean, I, I wouldn't be going to Barbie barn to get like, like uh, sugary yeah. ribs. That's going to defeat the purpose. Although we went once, it was funny, a little funny parenthesis. We went to a, a barbecue place uh, once uh, in Montreal. They call like a uh, Baton Rouge not to, to do any advertisement, but they were really nice. You can actually order ribs without the sauce. But so they, they were just still put sweet. the spice. They were still a little bit sweet. Like yeah, was, I didn't, I, I didn't, I tasted yours, and it was, was still sweet. It was like, like there's no getting away from it because they yeah, they yeah. do uh, marinate it first. So it's like yeah. at the end of the day, it's still gonna be sweet. Mm. So like you have to be careful. Like yeah. the way that the meat that's cooked will matter. Yeah, and prefer the fattest cut of meat. Like they're gonna taste better. They're gonna give you the fat you need. So so stay away from the lean chicken, lean turkey. Go for the legs. Uh, the beef go with the the fatty cuts. Mm -hmm. Same for the pork. Um, fatty fish. I, you know, the interesting thing is that when we say fatty fish, we just automatically say salmon, but there's other fish out there that's also fatty. I know that there's mackerel. I'm trying to think of another one right now, but like there's, there's, um, there are other fatty fishes, but the other thing you can do because mackerel has a bit of a smell oh, okay. <laughs> and if you don't enjoy that smell, <laughs> it's okay. harder to do. So the other thing you can do is like, if you like things like tuna. You can actually still have tuna, but just put some olive oil on mm -hmm. it, right? When you know what you're aiming at, it's much easier to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Mm, yeah. uh, eggs, obviously. Okay, I mean, obviously, well, eggs are the easy one. Mm -hmm. They come with their own fat. You can still fry them. You can boil them. Actually, recently, I found a really nice recipe for, like, deviled eggs with some chicken in it. Mm. Delicious. Y you can play with your your uh, your recipes right yeah. you can you can add especially to eggs you can add so much and make it different each time mm. doesn't need to be eggs with bacon in the morning at breakfast <laughs> yeah. you know it's funny so. it's funny to me that i do feel like people think eggs and bacon eggs and bacon eggs mm. and bacon now don't get me wrong i do like eggs and bacon 
I'm just saying like it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you're gonna have every time that you're having eggs, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, of course, you see a lot of people they do boiled eggs. You see a lot of people that do omelets. It, mm-hmm. I think what's important is is being able to take a decision about okay, what is it that I want to do here, mm-hmm. right? And and make sure you love it. Like if you love eggs and bacon, yeah. go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Right, but I mean, there's other meats even that you mm-hmm. can have with your eggs. Like I, I found a way to do it with chicken. Um, there's other people that find other ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And another one, butter and cream. Oh yeah, of so, course. So you can, I mean, butter and cream. Obviously, you can put them on your foods. You mm. can add them to your coffee. You can. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of. You don't have to add butter to your coffee to do keto. I want to make, mm-hmm. correct that misperception yeah. that every person who does keto has to have butter in their coffee. I mean, for example, Patrick hardly ever puts yeah. butter. Or, or, or coconut oil in his coffee. I happen to like it, but it's not something that you have to do. And especially when you're in the phase where you're trying to solve metabolic issues and possibly trying to lose weight, it's not advised to mm. put butter in your coffee. It, if everyone's going to make their own decision on that, though. Like I said, I do like the taste. Yeah. I um, use it when I'm out of cream, actually. So... <laughs> You use it when you're out of cream. Yeah, when okay. I'm out of cream. So. I mean, I do like my coffee with just cream too. Sometimes yeah. I do that as well. The thing is, I feel like depend when you have butter, cream, coconut oil, um, ghee, uh, cacao butter, like when you have all these different fats that you can add to your coffee, then you're able to change the flavor of your coffee without buying a different coffee, hmm. right? Because I do have like a brand of coffee that I like. So that's one thing too is that, that ability to just have that particular coffee. <laughs> so it, it depends, right? Yeah. Actually, maybe that's what the link will be today. I don't know. We'll okay. see. <laughs> uh, cheese. What about cheese? Any word? Like cheese is an obvious is an obvious one for us. But any words of warning for cheese? We're the words of about warning the... that I would have for cheese is just make sure that you double check the carb count and then make sure that whatever, however yeah. much you're taking, falls within your limit for the day. But maybe stay I... away from the processed. Uh, well, the it should sing- be real cheese. Singles, yeah, it should be real cheese. That, I don't, a... I don't consider processed cheese real cheese. But be careful. But again, we, what did yeah. we say? Packages. If yeah. Like you know, those. Little, I mean, although you can't get cheese not in a package, but I think the thing that I would also suggest is try to go for the brick rather than the shredded, because mm-hmm. apparently they put starch or like they put stuff in the shredded to keep it from sticking together. Mm-hmm. So you want to be careful with that. Um, but I do want to also point out to people that if you're going to use your cheese to make cheese crisps there's a lot of things that people do it's a fun little thing to do because it can you can use it kind of like a chip to like dip use with dips again just making sure that you do weigh the amount of cheese that you Mm. do use beforehand so that you know how much approximately you're getting because you want to make sure you stay within your carb numbers that's it yeah yeah totally and I do know that different cheeses cheeses yeah different types of cheese I don't know. Uh, different types of cheese have different amounts of carbs carbs. in them so if you're choosy in which cheese you take you can be more efficient in your carb count for the day it's usually uh, one gram of carbs per 30 gram of cheese but 30 gram of cheese like it's It's not a lot it's tiny so so you we tend to eat maybe i tend to eat at least probably five times like a good 100 to 150 grams so but there's cheese out there that there's cheeses out there that are zero grams of carb or zero point something yeah so we're going to make the big assumption if it's saying zero it's somewhere between 0.4 and 0.7 okay and in that case you still would be able to eat more of it before you Mm -hmm. hit your number 
it depends what you're doing with it, right? If you're just gratering a little bit to put on a salad or something, mm -hmm. you're not going to need that much. Yeah. But if you're making cheese crisps, then you really want to be careful which cheese you're using and measure okay. it. Another Wait. one that's good, but we need to be careful, nuts and seeds. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into that trap. Yeah. Wow. I fell into that trap. I, you know what? It, it, it's interesting how you can look for something to snack on, I guess. I mean, not even yeah. snacks. I don't snack. But like at the end of my meal, you it was know, like it became like a fun thing to have something salty at the end of my meal. Yeah, but then it was becoming a little bit excessive, the yeah. amount that I was eating. So I did cut down on that, cut back on that, actually, I should say. But the thing I would point out, when you don't eat nuts for a long time, so this is just a little side note. If you don't eat nuts for a long time, and then when you go back and you eat them, is it amazing to me anyways how much I could taste the sugar in them? Okay. So it's like all of a sudden when I eat, especially cashews, they okay. taste oh, the so cashews, sweet yeah. to me. But the cashews, be careful. They're they're, they're the oh, more they're, they're, high they're one of the more carby. Uh, yeah. I think the better choices are macadamia. Um, yeah. Macadamia, good. Macadamia um, that's roasted well with salt tastes really nice. Pecans are good. Uh, walnuts are one of the, I think walnuts are pretty low in carb if you like them. Yeah. Uh, so, so just read your labels. Almonds uh, are actually pretty bad too. Yeah. You want to be careful with almonds. Mm. Avo avocados one of my favorite fruits mm. it's amazing how you can fall in, in love with a fruit that you used to hate when you were a kid <laughs> yeah, yeah one of my favorite fruits today but you know what's funny actually when when you say you're saying you used to eat i remember when my two boys were babies they loved avocado they we had avocados but the same thing we all we often talk with the sugary versus fatty and they used to love now they ate it but like they used to love avocados uh it'd be interesting to like give it to them again like now that they're eating better i'm trying be i'm trying try. yeah often, it might be I'm interesting trying. to to see what the interesting one because they specify low carb veggies so low carb veggies. so basically those are above the ground mm-hmm Okay, the last one they call condiments, but I don't. Uh, it's more like her herbs and spices and 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 basically um, uh, flavoring salt, pepper. They're not like don't don't put ketchup on everything or. Well, or the other condiment or... that you can use would be mustard is low in M carb. Mustard is good, yeah. and I would also, if you're looking for a condiment that you can use, a mayonnaise that's made from mm -hmm. avocado or olive mm -hmm. oil would be a helpful thing to have, or you can make it yourself at home. Mm -hmm. Mayonnaise, luckily, mayonnaise yeah. is not that hard to make. Yeah, totally. In the article, there's a link to a list of 44 more healthy, like low carb food. So, but like just with that, like you have variety of meat, you have variety of fish, you have eggs, you have buttercream, you have variety of cheese, you have variety of nuts and seed. Like you can actually be they're diversified even on a ketogen on a ketogenic lifestyle. I know where you're going with that, and I'm going to say it always frustrates me when people say that. On keto, you're always eating the same thing because uh, how often do you see people going to eat and they have fries on the side of their plate, mm. right? Yeah. So like even if I was eating eggs every day, even if, which I don't, but even if I was, what's the big deal if I eat eggs every day mm. or you eat fries every day? Yeah. Right? Like it's it's a silly argument, yeah, true. Yeah, true. you know? I happen to love Caesar salad. What's the big deal if I want to eat that every day, mm. right? I do feel that people try to, to say yeah, you're mm. restricted in what you can eat but yeah there's a little, sec a little section that i do find more or less interesting because like in case you get hungry between meals which like we know on a keto lifestyle like it shouldn't really happen and it's not happening like basically you kind of even like cut a, cut cut down on, on meals before but, you before you tell me what's in the list yeah i'm gonna say if you find yourself getting hungry between oh, meals yeah. add a little bit of fat to your meal yeah true 
That's the answer. If you find yourself getting hungry between meals, just put a little bit of, maybe a little bit more olive oil or instead of boiling that egg, fry it. Mm. Okay, as a sna- as snacks, like some are weird but, weird, but like fatty meat or fish, cheese, mm-hmm. a handful of nuts and mm-hmm. seeds, like we covered that, cheese with olives, mm-hmm. uh, one, two hard boiled eggs, uh, 90% dark chocolate, Let me in a low carb milkshake. Okay, low carb milkshake with almond milk, cocoa powder, and nut butter. Mm-hmm. Okay, full fat, f- uh, full fat yogurt mm-hmm. mixed with nut butter. Uh, strawberries and cream. Strawberries, be careful. Like I think there are, there are better options, like in the berries than that, like uh, uh, raspberries and uh, blackberries. Blackberry. Yeah. Uh, celery with salsa and guacamole. Guacamole for sure. And smaller. I would probably went with celery and peanut butter, but okay. Yeah. Uh, the salsa and, is going to be a carby thing, but okay, whatever. So basically, like, all those snacks I'm have gonna, food in the list that we just, like, uh, went through. I'm also going to point right. out that all of those snacks, what you need to keep in mind and why I would say I'd rather you add fat to your food mm. than have a snack in between, is that what you need to keep in mind is that every time I eat, my insulin goes up. Mm. What you're trying to solve, if you're actually trying to lose weight means that you absolutely do have insulin resistance because that's what causes us to gain so much weight. You're trying to solve your insulin resistance. So every time you eat between meals, that's another spike happening. Mm -hmm. Even if you were to choose the fatty fish, fat still makes an insulin response. Mm -hmm. So I'd much prefer to see you either add this thing to the end of the meal. So if you were going to have a snack, have your meal and then have it right away as a dessert. Mm than to see you put it between the two meals, right? That's going to be healthier for you. So I'm just totally. taking that, just adding that piece of information there. Okay. Tips for eating. We had a video like uh, in the past on that, tips for eating out. So, so it's possible. You can do keto and eat out. Yeah. And the regularly. number one thing I'm going to tell you to do is choose the restaurant wisely. Mm. <laughs> Before you even go look at the menu, know yeah. what they have. We do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. If we're going to go to a new restaurant, we go in online and we look at the menu. And if their menu isn't online, we will pick up the phone and call. What kind of stuff do you guys have? Because it doesn't make sense to drive all the way to a restaurant to find out you can't eat anything. Mm. Right? So we, we do it. We'll either go online and check it out or call if their menu isn't online. And then the other thing that I would say is, and this is the part that's hard for most people. I'm going to say it anyway. Be prepared to change things. Yeah. I'm paying for this meal. And if I don't want something on my plate, you're not putting it on my plate. And I'll, I'll even just give you the recent thing that happened. Because we went out. We ordered. And the waitress came back with it and said, oh, I forgot you didn't want that. Is it okay? I said, no. <laughs> take it back. I don't even want it on my plate. And she had to take it back and bring me a new plate. It's not my problem, right? I came here to eat a meal Mm. that I ordered. So you need to be much more willing to know what you're doing, especially at the beginning. Because guess what? If it's on your plate, you might eat it. Yeah. Right? You're You're not at the level of someone who's been doing it for 10 years yet. If it's on your plate, the chance that you yeah. eat it is high. We actually, so, sorry, we actually even like uh, refuse the little bread basket that they bring yeah, us. We, like, don't, don't, no, even go don't there. leave it. Don't leave it on the table. <laughs> yeah, we all say, so, don't even leave it on the table. Like, I mean, okay. now, now it's okay. We could, ha- yeah. it could be there. We're not going to eat it. But at the beginning, it was no. Don't even bring it to the table. We don't want any bread. Hmm. It's important for you to understand that whatever you're doing, if you're not solid in it yet, don't put temptation in your way. Good point. If you like to go to burger places. Like uh, a lot of burger of places have a wrap. 
a lettuce yeah. wrap that you can so do. So higher level burger place will like uh, have like even that on the menu or you just ask like you don't want a bun, you want like um, lettuce uh, leaves and they, they'll do it. Uh, at Mexican, we covered like in a, in a video Mexican like Mexican restaurants. Hard. Mexican is hard. But, yeah. it, there's so much of the vegetables in their stuff that you don't, that I, at least I know I won't eat, yeah. that Mexican's hard. We've, we've done it once since being keto. I would say I probably ate a third mm. of my meal, maybe if I, I was know. lucky. So that was harder. Um, and that was with them bringing me lettuce to use to make this. So it was, yeah, it was harder to do. Hard. Um, at home, it's easier to do because you could really substitute a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about eating out here. But yeah. I think another thing that I would suggest is that if you miss something that you used to eat out, but obviously going to eat it out in a restaurant won't work. You can make versions of it at home, like leaving out the mm-hmm. parts of the meal that you know you're not going to eat, right? You're going to get some of the flavors. You're not going to get the whole profile, but I do think yeah. it's a... No, no, you, you, but yeah, but like a, a good example of that is my like Indian meal that I that mm-hmm. I do. Usually those are, we, we did use to like uh, going to Indian restaurant, but like with the naan bread and the rice. And I just like went online and, and do the rice with cauliflower and the butter chicken is no like no real issue there because it's butter and cream and chicken but like uh and even uh, the naan bread i do with only with uh, co- uh coconut flour so so yeah you can like um have a really nice indian meal at home if you if you are patient and the thing is is that and this is where it becomes tricky for me like where you are in your process matters i wouldn't start by trying to recreate meals mm-hmm. Because it's really easy to get caught up in thinking that I need to recreate everything. I need to find a new a, a way to make bread. I need to find a way to... And, you know, the same way that I said that I don't tell you what to eat because it's your job to go out and find the things that you're going to eat. And, like, you need to own this. The other thing that we need to own is I'm no longer doing the standard American, standard Canadian diet. I need to own that. I'm not going to get to eat all the different things like it's just not going to happen because it's actually not healthy for me right so there's a line between knowing i can replace something if i really wanted to and thinking that that's where i'm going to eat forever and i'm encouraging you to lean more towards doing this in a whole foods way and doing it in a way that allows you to see what you're doing as the thing I'm doing because it's healthy and then get my entertainment from people, from activities, hmm. like get your entertainment away from food. It's part of what I'm really trying to encourage. Your food should be about fueling you and rebuilding you. It's great that it tastes great, but it should be about building you and refueling you. So that's a shift that I would like most people to try to make. And basically in terms of how we eat, that's pretty much how to do keto like the basic Mm -hmm. this is what you eat this is how you do it baseline i think that for most people that's a good starting point um obviously if you have questions more specific about like you know things that you're doing and you want to know is it okay Mm -hmm. yes or no you can definitely put those in the comments below actually i'd love to hear from you what you're doing especially if you just started what -hmm. you're doing and like you know just to try to help you keep on track if I know why I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm much more likely to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Patch Hat Edition. Uh, we do love making these videos for you guys. I'm always happy when my wellness warriors come back. And if you're new here, please consider subscribing. For everybody who might be interested in 
contributing to the production of videos, I have two ways that you can do it now. I'm going to have a list of Amazon links in the description below. And that way, whenever you're going to do your Amazon shopping, you can just shop through that link. And part of that will become a commission, which can go to, for us, which could go to production of videos. I'm still going to put my Patreon account, Patreon forward slash Violet Rivera. You can go there and make a direct contribution if you so wish. I want to thank you guys. I love making these videos for you guys. We do. Mm -hmm. Look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Talk to you next week.